0: We're, we're alive and awake at 9.30. It's so good. I think you guys are more awake than me, so that's great. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Brock. I have the privilege of being the youth pastor here. This campus, the greatest campus of River Valley, yeah. Faribault Campus, don't want to be anywhere else. I love you. I love this community. Um, it's just an honor to be here. Uh, precursor, I am not a laid-back Minnesota preacher, and for that I apologize if you're a laid-back Minnesotan just deal with it this morning and that's it. Um, If you want me to preach better, draw it out of me and respond, amen me, shout me down and it'll be way better. An engaged audience brings the spirit out of the preacher and so let's be engaged, let's do this together, amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for this morning. Lord, even now, we just invite more of your presence in this room. Lord, the the hearts that don't know you, I pray that you'll draw them nearer to you, Lord. And the ones that do, you'll draw nearer to you. I pray that we can leave this place one step closer to you than when we walked in here. Wherever we're at, we'll know your love and we'll know that you love us more than we can even imagine. Jesus, change us this morning. Convict us this morning. Draw us closer to you this morning, Holy Spirit, we pray in your name amen amen when I was in in middle school I was just your basic middle school boy I loved skateboarding I loved staying up really late I loved playing video games and I loved ding-dong ditching (laughs) and back in the day I don't know why like we thought it was the most rebellious thing that we could be doing like we thought we were so cool, getting dressed up in all black clothes, which I wear lots of black still today. I don't know if there's a correspondence or not, but we'd get dressed up in all black, have our hoods up, and we'd walk around, and we'd ding dong ditch, and we thought it was like so cool, but really, we were just knocking on a door, and then running away. I'm like. How stupid How stupid can I get? I'm knocking on a door and I'm running away. But what's more, more or less ridiculous than the fact that I thought it was so fun to do that is people's responses. Like, you do this and people freak out. It's insane. I'm like, I knocked on your door and I ran away. I didn't kill your son. Like, what? It's insane. it's insanity. So this one time, me and my friend, Zach, he's, he's my best friend in the whole world, he's amazing. Um, me and my best friend, Zach, we got all dressed up and, and we waited till like midnight. And I think we were in, it was probably the summer between eighth and ninth grade. We waited till like midnight and I lived in a small town, Ishpeming, Michigan, uh, so it was really safe. 5,000 people, so we were good. All of them owned a gun, so safe. Um, <laughs> We got dressed up, we went out, and we, we did our rounds of ding-dong ditching. And I specifically remember this one house, it was the perfect setup because right across the street was an alley. And anybody knows an alley is like the stairs to heaven in, in this game. And so we, we plotted out our course, and, and we decided we were going to sit on our stomachs in the alley and, and watch. Because like we, would, we wouldn't run right away. We would watch their response and see how angry and freaked out we could get the people, of course. And so we went and we knocked on this door and then ran away, which is the most exhilarating thing in the world, apparently. And we laid on our stomachs and we just watched and waited. and We thought no one was coming, so we were kind of bummed. Then eventually this... This sweet old lady opened the door and she's looking around and then she's just just let down with the youth of our age and shakes her head goes back inside so we decide that's easy this is an old lady like there's, and I'm sorry I was sick apparently when I was in middle school and we're like this is easy let's do this again so we went we knocked on her door And we ran back and she came back again and she was more angry this time, like kind of freaked out, kind of worried. And we're like, okay, we gotta do this one more time. So we went and we did it one last time, went across hidden alley on our stomachs in the the shadows. Um, And then she opens the door and I'm not kidding. She had the dog from Sandlot. If you've seen that movie, she had that dog with her. And this thing was of Satan just barking and my soul was disturbed. And so I was on the ground and you think I'm small now. I was so small back then, light as a feather. I shot up as fast as anyone could and I started sprinting down this alley because this dog was just horrifying. And so as I'm sprinting, it's dark. I trip, I fall on my face. I'm right in front of Zach. And so he jumps over me as I lift up my head and he kicks me in the back of the head and it slams down on a stick. Then I get up and we ran off. I don't know if she let the dog loose or what or if it was intimidation, but it worked. It's crazy. We, we went through all these extreme measures literally to get someone to open their door. If you think about it, we got all dressed up and we planned out our escape routes and, and did all this crazy, stupid stuff just to get someone to to open their door and I can't help but, but wonder what measures are, are we willing to take and are we taking those extreme measures to get God to open doors in our lives? See I don't know what your door is this morning but I know that we each have Something something that we want God to open up in our lives that will make our lives better That'll make our lives more meaningful. We each have a door I don't know if if your door is a new job a promotion Maybe you need a new house a new new place to live Maybe you need spiritual breakthrough Maybe you've been praying and praying for a loved one to find Jesus. I don't know I don't know what your door is But I do know the Holy Spirit will speak to you what it is right now this morning and you can write that down I don't know what it is, but I do know that God wants to open your door. God wants to open your door, and I can say that with confidence because it says so in his word. We're going to open up this morning. We're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. If you have your Bibles, you can open up. If not, we got it on the screen, so we got you covered. It's all good. In this passage of of scripture, it's in the middle of of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. This was a sermon where he was preaching to thousands and thousands of people, a very large crowd he was just preaching to. And and in the middle of it, he stops and and, and he changes his subject to this. Before this, he was talking about not judging other people. And then out of nowhere, he he says this kind of audacious and random statement in in verse 7. He says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? Kind of extreme. Verse 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? I got two points this morning, so it's not that much to leave you with. But the first point is simple. God wants to open your door. He said it in verse 7. Knock and it will be open to you. God wants to open your door. And he lays out such an easy, simple plan. Simply, he says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. And knock. It's really simple. It's not complicated to wrap our heads around, yet, it's not always easy to do those things. I think about asking. As a male, before GPS, which is my savior, males would never ask for direction. Nobody is going to get me to ask for directions anywhere. Now, my new thing, now that I have GPS and that helps me cope with my pride, now. My <laughs> My new thing is I will not, under any circumstance, ever ask for directions in a store. I will search for hours to find something. I'm not asking. I don't need your help. I will find it. I don't care how long it takes. I don't know if, if you're with me on that, but I think that's the new thing. Instead of asking for directions, now men, men will not ask I like I, you will not point me into the direction of the bread aisle I will find it or so help me God ask, asking is not it's not always easy, it's simple but it's not easy, seek how often do you lose your keys and they're like in an abyss like portal to hell I'm like how, how did those get there And you have to look and look and look. I recently just lost uh, one of our set of car keys to our our Outlander. And we, uh, for some reason, we moved our chair. Weeks later, we moved our our, our big comforter, like three feet to the right. And there was my key. I'm like, what in the heck? (laughs) How did that even get there? But seeking it. It can be taxing as if you can't find something. And why, can I ask this question, why is it always our phone, our wallet, or our keys that we lose? Why can't it be my white T-shirt? Like, that doesn't matter. I can get another one. It's always the most important things that we lose. But seeking, it, it can get taxing. And knocking, so simple to knock on a door, but have you ever been locked out of a room and you know someone's in there Yet you keep knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and and there's no response. You know how tiring that gets? Your knuckle swells up, it starts to bleed. (laughs) Like knocking, it's so simple, but if the door's not opening, it's not always the easiest thing just to keep knocking. See, Jesus lays this out so simply for us. Yet it's not always easy to follow it and so I wonder this morning is your door not opening because you're not asking and you're not seeking and you're not knocking is your door staying shut because you're not even trying anymore see maybe the reason why God has that door shut in our lives is he's just waiting us for, for, for us to ask for us to seek And for us to knock. See the scripture lays it out simply. He wants to open the door. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is seek. All we have to do is knock. And he will open your door in your life. I don't know what it is. But God wants to open your door this morning. And all we have to do is ask him. Seek and knock. But see for some of us. Some of us, we have been asking. We have been seeking and we have been knocking. Maybe for years. Maybe your door just seems impossible, like it's not, not going to open. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing it seems that God can do to open the door in your life. I got doors in my life that, that I'm knocking on all the time. One of them is just constant guidance. I I want God's guidance in my life and I constantly, I feel like I'm knocking on that door and I never get it and it stays shut and I'm just sitting there knocking. It gets so exhausting and so tiring. Another door, to be honest, that I knock on is the fact that there's still racism in our world today. I just lay my heart out to God about that and I knock and I knock and I ask for ways, how can we resolve this? And it seems like it just keeps getting worse and the situation just keeps getting more and more propelled out of control the more that I knock. Another door that I'm knocking on more personally is I've struggled with depression in my life and not feeling sad but the, the chemical imbalance, clinical depression in my life and I've gotten prayed for it so many times and sometimes I think I'm healed and then I'll feel great for months and then all of a sudden there will be another episode of it. And it just seems like I keep on knocking and knocking and knocking. And so I don't know what your door is this morning, but if you're knocking and it's frustrating you and, and you think that God's not going to answer, God's not going to open, I want to tell you, don't give up this morning. See, because this passage, it does not give us a, a time length. There's no timetable of how many times we have to ask, how long we have to seek, and how many times we have to knock on the door before it opens. But see, so often I think that it's easy and, and justified for us to give up. For us to walk away and see we, often we walk away and what we're doing is we're changing our, our position. But see, when our door is stuck shut, We don't need to change position, we need to change perspective. God's not calling us to change our position. He's calling us this morning, if you're stuck. He's calling us to change our perspective. And so I was reading this passage and praying over this passage and God spoke something to my heart about a change of perspective in this passage. See, I wonder if Jesus is not calling us to, to ask, seek and knock so that he can give us what we think we need or what we want. I wonder if Jesus is calling us to ask, calling us to seek and calling us to knock just so that we will simply learn to be closer and simply learn how to seek his presence. See, maybe Jesus is not calling us to keep on asking for that new job. Maybe Jesus doesn't isn't calling us for, for us to seek that new promotion or, or ask for the door to be opened for financial blessing in our life. Maybe Jesus isn't, isn't wanting us to keep on, on asking for that new house or that new car or whatever we think we need. Maybe Jesus isn't wanting us to keep on asking for and seeking for and asking for the door to be opened for us to get our healing. Maybe Jesus is simply asking us to, to ask for more of his presence in our life, to seek more of his, for more of him and more of his love in our life, and to knock on the door of more of Jesus in our lives. See, we can get the job, we can get the promotion, we can get whatever we think we need, but if we don't ask for more of Jesus, if we don't seek more of his presence, and we don't knock on the door for more of him in our life, all of that will be meaningless. See, when we, when we get more of Jesus, we get more peace. When we get more Jesus, we get more joy. When we get more Jesus, we get more love. And listen, when we get Jesus, we get purpose. And so we can take that fulfillment, and then the job, it doesn't matter when you're close to Jesus. In the arms of Jesus, it does not matter what your bank account looks like. In the arms of Jesus, it does not matter if you're physically healed or not. In the arms of Jesus, it does not matter what what steps He wants you to take. The only step that matters in your life is the step that's closer to the presence of Jesus because that's what it's all about. See, it's always been about Jesus. It's not about the door. Things of this earth pale in comparison to the fullness of Jesus in our lives. And see, until we stop making it about the door and start making it, about Jesus, we're always going to feel incomplete. We're always going to feel stuck. So I would propose that this passage is not about the door. And it's all about Jesus. Asking for more of Jesus. Seeking more of Jesus and knocking on the door that opens up the fullness and the vastness of of creator God in your life. That's what it's about. It's not about getting more things. Jesus is not meant to be your friend with benefits. Jesus is meant to be your Lord and the savior of your life. It's about Jesus not the door. It's about more of Him and less of us. And see, the less of us that we have in our lives and the more of Him, that means the more peace we have, the more joy we have, the more love we have. And when it's less of us, the less worry we have, the less doubt that we have, the less need that we have for things that are gonna gonna pass away and the more that we realize that there's an eternal perspective going on and we need Jesus because He's the only thing that's gonna last for eternity. Your job's not going to last. The house isn't going to last. Everything that we work for on this earth is not going to last. Only Jesus. So why do we knock on doors and spend time and spend energy and spend resources trying to make our lives better on earth? Why don't we knock on spiritual doors this morning? Why don't we switch our perspective and instead of worrying about getting that new promotion, worrying about whatever your door is why don't we worry about getting up in the morning and spending time with Jesus why don't we worry about getting down our knees and and seeking more of the presence of God why don't we knock on on the door that will lead us to his presence can I have the worship team come up and help me close this out I got one more point Comes from verse 8. I love this. I only need to read the two first words. For everyone. Think about that. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone. That means that there's no prerequisite. That means that we don't have to have our lives together. We don't have to be good to ask for more of Jesus. It says everyone, and everyone means everyone, anyone. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter the mistakes that you've made. Everyone, if you're living and you're breathing, you are part of the everyone that can ask for more of Jesus. So if you're in here this morning and and you have a relationship with Jesus and you've been missing out on more of him because you think that you don't deserve it, stop. That's in direct contradiction to the word of God because the word of God says it's for everyone. Anyone. Anyone can knock on the door and ask for more of Jesus. More of Jesus will change your life. I can't get enough of Jesus in my life. See, I've learned to cling to his presence. So now I literally don't care if I ever get healed of my depression because intimacy with Jesus can get me through it. I don't care. I don't worry about it anymore. It is what it is. I I just love Jesus and I just pursue Jesus. He'll work it out. So whatever you're going through this morning, just know Jesus will work it out. Stop knocking on the door to what you think the solution is and start knocking on the door that is the presence and the power of Jesus. There's no prerequisite. Anyone can do it. And there's there's some of us in here this morning who don't have a relationship with God. So your whole life you felt like You've been searching and you've been asking and you've been seeking and you've been knocking, but you've been doing it on all the wrong doors and all the wrong places. You've been searching for fulfillment, searching for purpose. See, God created every single person on this earth to have a relationship with him. That's what we're born. That is literally the purpose of life is relationship with God. It's as simple as that. And so until we have that, our lives won't feel complete. We won't feel the purpose that we're supposed to feel and we'll keep on knocking on different doors trying to fill that void in, in, our, in our lives that only Jesus can fill. See, Jesus came down to earth and he died and he, and he paid the sacrifice for our sins so that we could be forgiven through him. So through Jesus, we can have relationship with God. So through Jesus, we are made whole. Through Jesus, we're given purpose. Through Jesus, we're we're forgiven from everything that we've ever done and everything that we're going to do. So we don't have to walk around carrying guilt and shame on our shoulders anymore because Jesus paid the price for us. So if there's anyone in here this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, wherever you're at, if there's anyone in here this morning You say, today's my day. I've been searching in all the wrong places and today I recognize that I need Jesus and only a relationship with him can give me the purpose that I need. If that's you, just slip your hand up wherever you're at this morning. I'm just going to ask that you keep your hands up and that you just believe this prayer with me, Lord, you see these hands, more importantly, you see the hearts of, and the souls of the ones that are holding their hands up, and Lord, today I pray that this would be the day that, that you open the, the door to more of you and to a relationship with you in their life, that they can leave this place completely changed by you they had marked this day as the day that they gave their life to Jesus and the day that everything changed we ask this in your name